And now, we'll fight's open mic. The bass jackers. I just came home actually from tour. Hey guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. We'll fight's DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, it's super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren. Now, open mic. Hey guys, what is going on? It is DJ What The Heck coming at you for another edition of Open Mic. And these guys I've been excited to talk to for quite some time. I've got Short and Walter Jensen from Showtech. Guys, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, how's it going? Oh, so what's going on with you guys right now? How are things? I, I'm, uh, yeah, sure, you yeah. go ahead. No, I just want to say we are far apart. Roger is in Los Angeles and I am in the Netherlands. And uh, due to travel uh, restrictions, we are unfortunately forced to be separated. I mean, we live separately, but more we are quite often the same city and now we're not. So, uh, yeah, we are, uh, we are apart. Yeah, I'm stuck in L.A. Shorts in the Netherlands. So you guys are really taking this social distancing thing seriously from me. <laughs> <laughs> 9,000 9, miles. Yeah. <laughs> So what's it like in the Netherlands right now with social distancing and COVID-19? What's going on there? Is things pretty much locked down? I think, I think it was a bit earlier here than it came to the States. So Europe was a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, what happened in the Netherlands was that, uh, yeah, we had a lot of uh, Italian tourists who went to Fashion Week and skiing who came to the Netherlands. And then within two weeks' time, it, it, uh, it, yeah, it took off rapidly. And now, yeah, we're we are like in lockdown, but like some stores are open, you know, and there's like a meter and a half distance like yeah. rule where you have to like be apart from it. It's basically the same as everywhere else. But I, the last couple of weeks, people have been listening to it and it's going pretty well. So, uh, yeah, it's we boring actually, for a lot of people. But yeah, we, it is what it we is. did a show together, remember? Like six, the 6th of March, we did our show in Amsterdam. It was just before the whole COVID explosion mm-hmm. happened. And um, I stayed in the Netherlands for three days and then flew back here. And then the day that I arrived, uh, Trump announced he was going to close the borders. So it was really, uh, that was exactly, that's our last show. Yeah, and, and, and just for you to know, I live normally in the States, but I was in the Netherlands also for a, a future therapy and recovery from my knee injury. So I was like, okay, what do we do? Do I go home or maybe it opens up again? And now I'm forced to stay here and... Uh, yeah, quite unfortunate. Also, my fiance is in America, so I can't see her either. So it's uh, it's weird times for everybody. Everybody has their own weird experience with this uh, this COVID nineteen yeah. situation. Yeah, that's crazy. And obviously, you guys haven't had to cancel shows and all these live events. Yeah, but the good thing is that we uh, can really focus on music. I'll tell you something. Like, uh, we love performing like a lot, but um, before you break through as an artist you don't have a lot of shows and you're in your studio finding yourself discovering yourself and doing what like trying to create a sound that's not there yet and like reinvent the industry i would say in some way so now for, for me personally the, the good the, the positive side is that i i feel like i have time without worrying about a show this friday or like uh, all the other stuff that's happening in our career i can really focus on like okay, we have like a year now to figure out like new stuff and I don't feel rushed. So I feel way more relaxed to come up with new things and don't feel stressed to have to do it tomorrow. Right. Right. And obviously more time to work on those new projects. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, just outside of creating music for you guys, what stuff you like to do in your free time that it seems like now you have a lot more of? I mean, there's a lot of things that I, I mean, I definitely, went a little bit more into like the indie movies again. Like I haven't really been watching movies sometimes on the plane. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love working out a lot. Um, 
but I started playing tennis recently, but I love like running, swimming, all the gym and all that kind of stuff. And I love going to comedy shows, which oh. is not possible now. Right. But I live in between New York and LA and um, yeah, I, I, I tend to go to comedy club almost once a week just to laugh off all the <laughs> BS, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> sure, what about you? Uh, same here. I, I, I have a big love for sports. So luckily, uh, I, uh, I, I'm able to do a lot of physiotherapy. And I, t- I, uh, I discovered uh, a new love for biking, bicycle riding. Hmm. Uh, I, I did a mountain bike tour in New Zealand, uh, I think a year and a half ago. And it was one of the craziest experiences I had. I said, wow, I didn't know biking was so much fun. Uh, and uh, Poor Dutch, I, man. I, I, yeah, I was kind of forced now to train my legs. And then my teacher said, well, now the gym, the teacher is closed. Why don't you buy a bike and, and go bike by bi- uh, biking? It's really nice weather in Holland and Netherlands. And I started biking. In the last two weeks, I, bi- I, I, uh, I did 425 kilometers. Oh, my so, goodness. Uh, yeah, so I've been really, uh, really getting to it. So it's really great. And, yeah, for the rest, I mean, it's what my brother says. You have time for music and time for yourself and also time to maybe think, oh, I do not always have to do something. Sometimes it's nice to just have no plan or no idea. Mm-hmm. Just give yourself the, like, whatever the date where the date takes you, you know, it's great. So, um, yeah, that's good. It's going well. Uh, all that on a nursing your knee. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I have very on for, I, I, I fell very badly and I, uh, tore my ACL, PCL, LCL, and hamstring in one fall. Yeah. Yeah. And I needed two surgeries and, uh, it, took me a half year to to recover from like just the surgery itself and the pain not even really the physiotherapy that's really starting to really get in, in, intense right now so i got a couple of months to go but i'm doing very well luckily so uh, yeah we have a half year extra already of not doing yeah. almost <laughs> you know it's really crazy i've been in quarantine almost since october i was forced to stay at home on a couch for like months i couldn't walk couldn't do anything then i was finally done i got four weeks off i had second surgery and i got another three months on the couch so yeah it's crazy i have been doing like covid19 living style for the last eight months already <laughs> <laughs> you're ready for it to end for real uh, yeah 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 so um, before we talk a couple of your tracks i'm curious to actually where the name Showtech came from do you want the real answer mm, of course so uh, we were uh so i'll give a little backstory our parents divorced so we oh. had to move to a small house. No, it's not, it's not going to be that dramatic. <laughs> Started off on a rough note. Okay. <laughs> so our parents divorced and then we moved to a smaller house and um, we had a little uh, extra bedroom left. Uh, mm-hmm. So where we set up a computer and uh, when Chute and I started making music, um, we pretty soon got like a, a, a record deal. Mm-hmm. I would say like we signed our record somewhere. With, with, with a guy that turned out to be our manager later. But um, uh, we let, literally sat down and we're like, okay, Wouter, my name's Schuert, his name. We're like, we need to f- use our initials. And, um, and at the time we were doing techno music, like, mm-hmm. like, more like the Chris Liebing type of like underground techno stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we literally wrote, wrote down our initials like S and W, O and all that kind of stuff. And then it, we, it formed show with, with a J, because Stuart spelled with a J. Mm-hmm. Like, that looks weird. 
So we made it an age and then put tech behind it, and that, that's how Showtech was born. And so originally it was Showtech with a J, but it sounded kind of Russian. We said, like, wow, we're not Eastern Europeans or anything, so let's like yeah. try to turn the J into an H and make it like one day we'll be performing and we'll actually give a show. And, and then they pressed it wrong on the vinyl, remember? Because with, with, we wrote it with CK in the end, and then someone wrote it with a K on the record, our first Showtech record, and we're like, mm -hmm. oh man, and then we're like, oh, it's actually better, and we kept it. <laughs> So by mistake, kind of. It's ish. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah. So I was talking with your brother, Shore, before you actually came out, Walter, and saying how your tracks for my teenage years are basically like the soundtrack of my life going on. I absolutely love you guys. And obviously, we don't have hours and hours to talk about all of your tracks. Like, like Cannonball is one of my favorites. We like to party. Um, it's the Santa is one we play on the station every year during the holidays. It's a requirement to have on the playlist. <laughs> Um, but for one that I wanted to talk about, I think be a good starting point would be your track Booyah. Mm -hmm. And how did that one come about? And did you guys expect it to be as popular as it is? I mean, you never know how it will perce be perceived. But the thing with this is that the original version of, of, of the record was uh, was another there was another production underneath it with the same vocal of, of mm. signing Wilson and that was actually going to be coming out in the label that we signed to like what I just told you about like 10 years before with our manager mm. and um, uh, so we heard the records and then the production and we're like that vocal is overpowering that production. It needs an amazing production to become a bigger song. So we took the acapella and reproduced uh, the records and uh, obviously had a, reg a reggae feel in it. What we thought would be cool to make it, we were thinking let's, we want to make music that people will chant to and say booyah, like in football stadiums and that kind of stuff. Like yeah. there was a plan to make a record. So you never know how it turns out, but when we finished it and you're like in the studio and you're playing the melodies and stuff and you're just like, yes, and you feel so excited and you're jumping like both me and Shure through the studio, like when we're finished, <laughs> that, that energy transcends to, uh, to crowds and masses over the world. And, and to be honest, um, the most important part is to really have fun and to and the excitement in the studio is the most important thing to have success even whether it's a million people liking it or 10 people that doesn't matter that that feeling that emotion that you put into a record that will transcend through the what uh, yeah what i want to add to it i think with this song was that we also after all the fun that we had we got a lot of natural support suddenly bbc one radio picked it up david Gatta started to play that coachella mm. no uh, pr did they have pr this is what happened we didn't mm -hmm. we didn't even give it to anybody just they it's naturally grown so that's true yeah everybody just started to love it without even any there was like zero marketing budget on that show that's <laughs> all in the end just djs picked it up and like the good thing if a lot of djs pick it up you get the same effect as radio you just play for mm -hmm. millions and millions of people mm -hmm. so when when djs uh, especially back then a lot of djs played other songs from auto DJs sometimes nowadays everybody makes their own version or plays their own song but back mm. then 
was a bit more popular or to play other uh, DJ stuff. And then, yeah, when the big guys started to play, everybody started to play it. So we got like a natural hype. And I think that's how, that, that's why it sounds so authentic as well. It's like just a fun song that just translates well. You mentioned uh, David Guetta picked it up. Is that kind of how you guys struck a connection in Raider coming up with the song Bad with Vassy? That, that's an interesting story because David and and I think David invited us at Pasha the summer before that song happened. And we were in the studio uh, in Ibiza together listening to songs. And there was another session. He played, he played that record, the vocal, and um, um, it's like, wow, that needs, that needs also a better production. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and that's kind of I don't want to be rude, of course, but but he knew it too, and he and we had an interview in a Dutch radio TV station once, and he said like he wanted to work with us because we we have a sound or an approach on music that is not very traditional, but for some reason it works commercially and in the clubs kind of. I think that's kind of what Showtech is. It's like it's kind of poppy, but it's still kind of hard in some way mm -hmm. or dancey, and I think that's what we are best at I think is combining those all those worlds together even reggae and dance and and he loved that and he said like you guys are not DJs you guys are more like artist producers like really like knowing how to make things sound cool so he gave us the Vassy uh, uh, parts the, the breakdown which we also uh, created with Sultan and Shepard their credit mm -hmm. in the record people don't notice but they also mm -hmm. credit the record and um uh yeah like we just want to have catchy vocal hooks and then create really big melody hook that's even overpowering the vocal sometimes right. and yeah that's what they wanted too so we yeah we ended in the studio and like got that song going really worked with some EDM giants. I mean, David Guetta, one of them, Solon Shepard, you mentioned, and then obviously Tiesto, your track, Hell Yeah. What was it like working with uh, Tiesto? I mean, uh, we've, we've worked with Tiesto uh, a bit before already like, uh, as like um, studio producers on his mm -hmm. stuff. So we were working on his music, but not like as Shelter, but just as producers. Mm -hmm. And then uh, later on, uh, yeah, we got like a really cool connection and suddenly we said, ah, oh, maybe we should try to do some tracks together. And I think that was after uh, after Maximal Crazy came out from Tiesto. That wasn't the time where we were being friends, hanging out, going to clubs together. And then we just did Hell Yeah as well. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. I mean, uh, I, I think Tiesto is one of the bigger names. Uh, Major Laser, obviously, with his mm -hmm. Hongwell and stuff. So, yeah, we had a lot of cool names that we thought were cool in the industry. And uh, I think uh, the names that are on top of, or that we collaborated with are definitely one of the 
like many favorites for many other EDM fans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. attractive stuff to add to that is that we, when we transitioned from our like underground sound to more crossover, like the songs we did with, with Thais that we produced with him, like Maximum Crazy and Paradise. And we did a lot of remixes for Coldplay and, and Katy Perry with mm -hmm. him and stuff. And he really sh showed us a lot of things about his world. And we were always open, like we're going to work with you also in, in projects with you, but we want to kind of transition this like hard sound to more like bigger, bigger sound like worldwide. So working with him was definitely more besides having the tracks with him that we have like credits on also very, like very helpful for our career and his vision. And the guy is really smart. Like really smart. Oh yeah. Mm. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he taught us a lot. So besides having to work with them, it's more the experience that it gives you for the rest of your own career that you can also pass on to the next generation. You know, that's important. Yeah, yeah definitely. Working with Chester and Gata definitely opened our eyes. Got a little loose in, in what you were doing, I guess you could say. And it, going into the, one of the tracks that anytime I need to get hype for any reason at all, I think Get Loose is the one that I go to the most. Is it the, the original version? Or it, is the, it is the original version, not the Tiesto remix. I like the remix, but I like the original the best, I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a favorite of many of our fans. Uh, it's a very unique track, huh? Oh, it's very it's unique. Yeah, the session we did with uh, with uh, back then, uh, we're still together. We uh, we worked. I remember this day like it was yesterday. We were in the studio together, and uh, Water uh, was playing the melody. Like uh, I remember yeah. that, and then we had to go to a meeting quick. Or had to like we do have something in between the session. In, in so we them. Huh? Yeah, in yeah, Amsterdam. We were, so we had yeah, to leave yeah. for like an hour and a half, two hours. And Boss and I are the most of They were really fast it's like unbelievable <laughs> so we had like the breakdown and we had like a drop id but it didn't come together yet mm -hmm. and then we came well, back we had the hard sell part no we had that yeah but then after two hours we came back and then they showed us a drop and we we're like what the fuck <laughs> it's like really crazy it was, and then we just you know we worked for another couple hours together and that's how the song we said okay let's let's do like a weird bpm change so let's let's do a track with like four bpms but the same kind of drop yeah. And that's how we, uh, that also fitted like, uh, you know, the Skrillex style back then uh, very well. And that's for how he picked it up. He played it a lot and that's how it came also to his, uh, on his label. <laughs> that, that one is definitely one of my, my favorites from you guys. So that's okay, all. Cool. Your latest track, The Weekend. Yeah. It's kind of ideal in putting it out. Every day is the weekend, which kind of feels like right now when you're stuck <laughs> at home all the damn time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What yeah. was it like uh, working with Eva Shaw and Spree, uh, Spree Wilson? Spree Wilson. So yeah. Spree is, is um, so I'm in New York and in LA all the time. And, and Spree is it's really weird. Spree is like 10 minutes away from my home. Hmm. Um, and I was working 
next door to his studio with another guy lately, like a lot of like really cool writer, producer. And um, uh, why I moved to the States mainly is to kind of like, uh, you know, work with my people that usually work on emails with, but I feel in the studio, there's just something about being in the studio together and working. So um, when we're on the studio together, um, the, the idea was to kind of make a childish song cause, because we felt, or my, me, me personally, uh, like the industry became a little too serious and everyone's trying to force hits and like, um, I don't know, it felt, it felt a little programmed at the time we're in the studio. And I was like, I want to make a record that is, sounds kind of like 2010 again. Mm-hmm. And even like the 90s a little bit, but then mix it with some like 90s hip hop vocals and mash those things up. I always like when I go in the studio, work on a project, I I really like see a picture of like what it should feel like. Like at the moment, for instance, now I'm working on something that sounds more like uh, Daft Punky because I Mm -hmm. I, I, I know I have a connection with that time and then I want to do that or something. So at that time in the studio, uh, it was more like, let's make like a, kind of an anthem uh, that's like a little childish because I feel we're so serious about our career and like making things like always work and move forward. So to us, it's like, we are musicians. We have an amazing life. Let's just put that in, in the lyrics. Cause like every day is the weekend for us, even the Corona time now, like that's basically, it's weird, but that's our life. Cause we're always, we can wake up whenever we want. We work really hard though in the mm-hmm. studio, but we are always locked up. And for us, it's always the freedom that we have in our careers we want to express in that record. <laughs> I love the track. We added it to uh, New Music just last week. Actually, this week we added it for New Music and we've been playing it. So great. that was a great Thank trip. You. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then another one to find you guys, you got the Skink Radio going on. Um, yeah. You can catch that SoundCloud, right? Yeah, it's basically SoundCloud, Mixed uh iTunes. I think, uh, yeah, there's uh, basically any podcast uh, provider or like uh, the device you can you can listen to it. And it's a weekly radio show. Um, it's very diverse. I think uh, we collect, um, you know, quite some diverse tracks every week. We start with some techie house. Mm-hmm. Uh, always, you know, like 123 to 104 BPM, go up to like 126, 28, then go to like little like EDM, big room slash sidestrands, sometimes some trap, and then we end with like one or two hardstyle songs. And I think because of that, that diversity, people are like very triggered to stay listening to it. And uh, that's it. It's, it's growing and um, uh, every week. So it's, it's been pretty successful. We're happy with it. So for all the fans listening, if they don't uh, have nothing to do and they want to listen to yeah. some music to work out on or just dance to, then go to a show that presents Skink Radio. It's there everywhere. Awesome. And then obviously follow you guys because you guys are pretty darn funny. I saw a post on your Instagram, uh, you punching the crap out of a mannequin not too far back. And then, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, well, I'll show you to him right now. He's, okay. he's, standing, right, he's standing right here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's oh. my. That's my. That's my well, you know what? I I, I practice a lot of boxing actually, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I I I bought it a long time ago, filled up with some heavy sand, and that's my punching bag uh, basically. But uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. And you can kick it too to work on the knee. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's like uh, I I can I can do southpaw boxing because by it's my right knee and it's it's good for me to like duck a bit, move around a bit, move those toes and stuff. So it's fun to do. Hello, it's uh, yeah, just beating beating the shit out of him was fun. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously Instagram follow you guys check out some pretty funny stuff um, showtech.com for all of your upcoming tour dates and new tracks dropping and everything else yeah with and, tour dates I don't want to say yeah yeah because it, it's, right. it's very uh, uh, right. sure right now but for any information about us who we are our music and everything else that you want to find out you can go to basically showtech uh, on TikTok Instagram whatever you can follow us at Twitter uh, Facebook and uh, you can see what we're doing and uh, it's uh yeah, it's fun. We're doing pretty well, and hopefully our fans are doing well too. And they love our new single, "The Weekend." And uh, if you don't, if you didn't add it to your uh, favorite uh, playlist right now, then just go to Spotify, Deezer, or any music portal, and just add it to your music playlist. We really uh, highly appreciate it. Yeah, yeah and we also want to thank you guys for adding it to the the, the playlist because we know like Shotek is kind of all over the place musically. The last two decades, we just go like it's one big journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know it's always a surprise of what we're coming up with and what's in our heads and minds. But uh, yeah, thanks for the support. Oh, 100%. Thanks for making some incredible tracks along the way. It's been crazy. Yeah. Just okay. before you guys go, um, for all the listeners, what can we expect next from Showtech? I think, well, we, we've said it like briefly before. Uh, we're working on a lot of music. Uh, also trying to figure out some ideas with his live stream, but we don't want to just do a live stream like a DJ set. I want mm-hmm. to think about something. So um, before just jumping on a, I don't want to say, no, not bandwagon, but more of like, we want to figure out like, how can we make it special and also more interesting for, for people? Because I think Showtech is more than a DJ group. It's more, I think we're more like artist producers and, and uh, something else to share. So we definitely are working on some things behind the scenes now for our fans. And um, I mean, that's basically it for now, I think, in terms of the brand wise. Is my brother still there? Yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it looked like you fell asleep. No, I'm not, no, I, I, I hear my neighbors are fighting. I hear like, what the hell do I hear in the background? I hear screaming. So I was looking up like, what's that noise going from? Okay, so I just said like, your neighbors are fighting, new music and a live stream. That's what we're working on right now. Neighbors are fighting, new music and live stream. That's what's coming. <laughs> hey, anything happens during Corona, man. You never know. It's, yeah, it's, you never know. Oh, that was awesome. All right, guys. Well, once again, thanks for coming on and thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you you so much. And And I think uh, let's do this another time again. Yeah, for sure. And that is Showtech, guys, on this latest edition of Open Mic. And I'll catch you next time. DJ What the Heck, signing off.